You, you, hello, hello listeners. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Mother Days. I'm your host, Teresa Palmer. And I'm Sarah Wright Olson. And today we have my friend Italia Ricci with us. What? Um, if you don't know Italia, you may know her from Chasing Life. I remember watching that show. It was so good. You were amazing. Thank you. I got lots of texts yesterday from Sarah being like, this girl is an unbelievable actress. It, yeah. She's unbelievable. She's so incredible. She's so talented. And of course, I'm on YouTube. I'm looking at your stuff and I'm like, oh, she really is. She's so captivating. I can't wait to have her as a guest. And then found out that you're also a true crime podcast listener. Hello. Yes. Devoted, <laughs> devoted true crime podcast listener. I want to hear about that. What's your favorite true crime podcast? I like a sword and scale, but I also really, really love morbid. Um, yeah, I was shooting a movie in Italy and I was pregnant four months pregnant. And I remember walking through like Rome with my headphones in, just listening to like the most gruesome, <laughs> disgusting details of this murder <laughs> while like surrounded by the most beautiful, like people and architecture. And I'm like licking an ice cream and I'm like, I'm, oh this is God. fucked up. I'm sorry. Can I swear oh on God, here? No, you can swear. You can swear. <laughs> Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cash back? Uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. It is so weird mm -hmm. that we're so into it. My husband's like, what is wrong with you? Because last night we're like lying in bed and he's like, oh, I'm just going to wind down. He puts his meditation on. I put my headphones on and I listen to murder. Like yep. I literally <laughs> listen to murder to wind down. Oh, yeah. Wait, what is wrong with me? I, I keep trying to say that it's because I want to have the intel. If anything was ever That's to happen. That's what I say. Good. Okay, thank you. And my you. husband, all he does is walk into a room and be like, if I'm ever murdered, it was her. <laughs> because like, you well, know, I would know how to get away with plans. it now. Exactly. But also your Google search history. I don't know if yours is anything like mine. I would like never mine. search that on my own computer. <laughs> yeah wow you Could, really are what, so prepared do you use <laughs> robbie's gaming computer to research all your murders so that it comes I'm back on him to be a murderer i just happen to know a lot about them oh my gosh me too wow we're gonna actually have to oh get God. together sword yeah. and scales are my favorite morbid i was a really big crime junkie fan but mm -hmm. i think i'm sort of moving over into other like more unknown podcast there's a really good one called invisible choir i don't know mm. if you've listened to that one no. yet it's so well produced and oh, they're great. about to blow up they're really really good and then of course you know the iconic case file which is yeah. the anonymous australian host which we love 
Um, oh yes, I've heard I've heard that one. And there's like True Crime All the Time is another one, I think. Oh, I don't know that the one. Two guys, they're really nice. They're funny. I'm actually writing it down as I'm we very speak. specific about my banter <laughs> though. I need to like your banter. Same. If I don't like your banter, you're dead to me. That's yeah, why yeah. Ash and Elena are so good on Morbid because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. so funny. And I think because I they're book. so funny. Did you? Oh, I my did. gosh. I've been wanting to buy her book. It's, I just started it. They're so, so good. I'm such mm-hmm. a fangirl. But also I love listening to their 11-minute intro where they're just like back and forth and they're so hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these girls are really cool. Even if they weren't talking about true crime, I'd be so into their podcast. Are you kidding me? Anyway. I would be like, hey, Elena, can you tell me all about what it's like being a uh, – What she's a more uh, – yeah, yeah, autopsy she, technician. She, that's right. And she, I'm like, yeah. tell me all the stories. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. It's really <laughs> Sarah, weird. Where does that come you're from? so pure. You are pure. I know. You guys, I it's just terrifying to me. I can't. Actually, I used to be into stuff like that. I feel like before I had kids, but I read this book. Um, <laughs> I read this book, Under the Banner of Heaven. Has anybody read that book? It's so I know the TV show. So good. Okay. Under I feel the like I've heard heaven. about right. it recently so, though. I don't know why. It's like a cra- it's a crazy because that because it was it turned into a TV show oh, okay. with um, Andrew Garfield. But um, the book is really intense and dark and follows this like very true um, horrifying story. And uh, that was like a real murder that happened and it was really scary. And then when I had kids, my brain kept going back because it has, there's children involved. My brain kept going back to this, um, story and I could not let it go. So from then on, like, I can't watch a horror film. I can't listen to like any sort of nothing because otherwise I get into like an anxiety spiral when I go to bed at night. Yeah, and I can't do it. So, because I I'm an empath, and I put myself in the place of people. But that's um, so or weird. I am I'm not sure <laughs> an empath, but I and I am. It's so funny because I am an empath, but I'm also yeah. like I need to know all the details. I yeah. also it's feel you're cur- you're morbidly curious. That's I like. I just that? I want to understand how people are capable of doing these horrific things. Yeah, yeah. Totally. and I just can't believe that they happen. It's wild. I know. And then but I'm not, I'm not as this... nice as you guys. I'm a, I'm a real <laughs> pessimist that <laughs> believes the worst in everyone. So it's no, a I, hour. I'm the See, opposite. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. I am the opposite to that. But then I'm also like, I just need to listen to true crime all the time. And I feel like I can solve the cases, which is so oh, yeah, ridiculous. That's too. But Did I you ever start sleuthing, like yeah. internet sleuthing well, going that's down. That's how a lot of them are getting solved, though. And there's a, Michelle there's a subscription Mama. kit. Yes. There's a there's a uh, subscription box you can get where they send you like a, ca- a fake case. And like I once a know. month and you have it's to like. It's called, I got this. What was it I called I have two again? of them and I haven't even opened them. But yeah. You know I, what? I kept getting the letters every week mm-hmm. and like I've got a group of friends who are on a text thread called the Murderinos, which obviously oh, wow. you know where that comes from, um, from uh, my favorite murder. They call like their listeners the Murderinos. Anyway, so I have a text thread called the Murderinos with these other mummy friends of mine who listen to true crime. And once a month we would get together to play this game where they send you letters and you have to like crack the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then like I was traveling a lot and I wasn't really in town. So I came back to like 400 envelopes of clues to crack the case. And I finally was like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this. around to doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. So I canceled my subscription. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh my God. Well, anyway. I want to hear a little bit about, okay. So Italia, you and Robbie got married how many years ago? Uh, 2016. 
2016. Wow, cool. yeah, okay. Okay. So we've been together since 07, 08. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. That's a long time. And you're from Canada. Yes. Currently or in Ontario. Canada. We moved, we moved back once, uh, once we had our son. I was like, I want a good homegrown Canadian boy. <laughs> and how old is your son? He's three. Yeah. He's three. Aww. Oh my God. It's such a sweet age. Well, when we were talking about um, you doing the podcast, you were writing me about your birth story and just kind of the beginnings of motherhood and stuff like that. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your entry into motherhood and how that was for you? Sure. I mean, uh, again, I'm not as lovely as you guys, so it's not as beautiful to me because I was expecting it to be and then it wasn't. And I was like, I'm broken. Um, so I, uh, was very, very, a very pregnant woman. I gained 85 pounds with, with Robbie and, um, was in, uh, labor for 16 hours. And then it was an emergency C-section and it was very dramatic and all of that, but he was healthy. I was healthy afterwards. It was just, um, and we were staying. So I wanted to give birth in LA and my brother was getting married a week before my due date. And so we had to come back to Toronto. And so we got an Airbnb, but the only one available because the other one canceled on us was this like tiny, like the bathroom, like I couldn't even stand up with my belly in. And so it was a studio. And so I was coming with a newborn to a place that wasn't my own home. I didn't have all Mm. of these things that, you know, you don't need them, obviously, but like it was just very unfamiliar and it was really hard. And, you know, I had a really tough time getting him to latch. And I, so I was like, squeezing onto a spoon and spoon feeding him for two days. And it was Mm. just like so much. And it was so not what I was expecting because I wanted to go totally natural and, and do that. And I just felt like I was kind of ripped off. You know what I mean? And I know Mm. everyone's like, you know, when they say you gave birth, I don't feel like I did. I'm like, no, I, you know, I threw him out the sunroof really. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) no, but obviously you're in a situation where that was the safest thing for both of you. It was, Mm -hmm. but I mean like the new mom thing, like I wanted to love it so, so much, but I, I didn't. And I felt like I was kind of broken. Like something was wrong with me because Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting this, like my whole life changed in an instant thing. And like, I would, I knew I loved him and I wanted to take care of him and do everything I could to make the best life for him. But like, I didn't, have that. So I was, I went through like, you know, I never talked to anybody about it, which I probably should have, but it was also COVID. Um, Mm. COVID hit like when he was three or four months old. And so, uh, yeah, I ended up realizing later, the more honest I was with other mothers who were like, Oh, thank God. Nobody ever talks about that. And I'm like, why it's terrifying. And you don't want to admit it because you feel like a terrible, terrible Mm -hmm. mother. Um, and you know, I'm obsessed with him now, of course, but it, it took, it took, it wasn't, it didn't come naturally to me and I really wanted it to. And I think maybe, you know, back to the crazy stuff, like I'm dying to have an experience with a ghost and I'm just too desperate for it that it's just not going to happen for me. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm the opposite. A, I'm like, no experiences. <laughs> I want to hear the ghost story. I don't want a ghost near me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to like put up, I have to put this video up later, but, um, there is, my daughter's having an experience with, I think with a ghost. Oh, I saw that. Yes. And you're like ghost or imaginary friend. I have like a follow-up to this. No. Yeah. Because she had a full on conversation with him on video <gasps> and reacting to him and everything where she's two years old, you guys, like you don't, by pretend. the way, she's very articulate for two. I was watching the I video. Mean, I was like, 
Good for her. Well, she has two older siblings, <laughs> right? Fair. So she's like, they're constantly playing with her, talking to her, all that stuff. Um, but anyway, so we'll get to that. I have to tell you about that. But um, but no, I'm so glad that you shared that because um, first of all, we have so many listeners who have written in and been like, can you guys talk about what happens when it's not so easy at the beginning and when things um, do feel really heavy? And, you know, we do try to talk about that because when I had Esme, I had a really tough first like six months and it was tough for a lot of reasons but I had a lot of emotional stuff going on in my life and like it just was different I found myself bursting into tears and crying and like sitting there not understanding why I was crying and Mm -hmm. just feeling overwhelmed and being like I know that I'm happy but I don't know why I'm sad too yeah Mm -hmm. you know and so that um that is something that I think you know, people are afraid to talk about because, um, and more and more we're hearing stories of it, but they're afraid to talk mm-hmm. about it because it makes you sound like, or at least you think that you sound like you're well, less and, than when you're not. Well, that and some people, you know, unfortunately because of the internet are like, you have a healthy baby. You should be grateful. You have this, right. like, why, what right do you have to complain about that? And you're like, no, right. that's not what I mean. So then you, you don't want to talk about it publicly because you know, there's going to be the people that are going to take it that way. And you're like, Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm, what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like, I know I can't be the only one that's feeling this way. You get into like shame spirals as well. Like you feel ashamed and then you're stuffing feelings. And then ultimately those feelings are going to manifest in some other way in your life and come out in some other form. But gosh, that transition, I think, especially I mean, it's always can be challenging and you never know when it's going to pop up. But I hear a lot of people talk about the transition from not being a parent to being a parent and just being thrust into this whole different world. And then you have this newborn and you're supposed to be able to figure out who you are within this new identity of mother. Like, but wait, who am I? Like, where do I fit into this? Is this just a new identity or can we merge these two things together? Um, and it's, it's so good to talk about it. It is just, you know, I well, think it's, it's a wonderful. New, it's an, an entirely new identity. It's an entirely new title and role. It's an entirely new physical body. It's an entirely new priority way of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you're so much more of your life is changing than your schedule or your sleep. Like it is literally mm-hmm. everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think it took me probably, I want to say when he turned two to two and a half, I was finally being like, I can separate myself as a, a normal, regular human being than mm-hmm. just mom and child. Yeah. So that, yeah. that yeah. kind of is the time when it does start to shift a little bit. And I do, you do start to feel, I feel like around two is when I always start to feel like there's a little bit of, it's not freedom, but you have a little bit more of like, okay. I can walk, you know, into this room and I'm not worried like necessarily if the right. baby's okay because the baby's like kind of following me around if they're walking yeah. and like, you know and what I, I mean? Think and they just- give that to you because at that age, they're becoming a little bit more independent. So yes. that therefore gives you the like the space and the breath. But like, of course, now that he's three and he doesn't want to be in my arms all the time, I'm just like kissing him and holding him. And he's like, stop, <laughs> too much. And I'm like, no, <laughs> too much. So it's like, I'm never happy. All right. As you guys know, we are, we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. 
NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerd Wallet. Finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas, and all we do is crave a spa day, and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to do list. We jump from one activity to the next, and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness, it's self-love, it's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. I think that to your point too, and you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about this as well because we had um, a, res- a listener just recently um, write in about this. But when you're ha- when you're going through that stage yourself, then you're also looking at your partner opposite you that isn't and wanting ha- to punch them right in the face. 
Yeah, they're not experiencing a ton of change, <laughs> yeah. right? Like there's yes. change, there's transition that's happened with their partner and there's trends, but in terms of like their body or in terms of like mm-hmm. the, the, um, the constant, you know, mental thing that happens with moms where we're constantly going, have they been fed? Have they been changed? Have they, you know, what's their schedule? Like there's a mental load that mothers in general carry or, par- or, you know, parent the parent who's the main parent the primary general carries yeah -hmm. Yeah. um that that uh, the other parent doesn't necessarily carry and so you're looking opposite your partner and you're going like okay like I'm going through this they're going through their own version of this but it's different you know and that sometimes is is really hard too and if you don't talk about it sometimes resentments can build I know I got into a place where I'm like wait how do you just tell me in the morning, like, hey, so I've got training at like 10 a.m. and then I'm catching up with Dustin or I'm catching up with Tim or I'm I'm like, wait, wait, wait. It can't be a just like I'm going to continue on with my regular schedule when obviously you just assume I'm staying home with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like we got to a place where I had to communicate the resentments that were coming up for me. I was like, oh, your life just continues on as is, but mine is completely changed. Like, let's come together and be like, what is your non-negotiable that you need for your own mental health? For him, that's working out. He wants to work out. He wants to have his an hour once a day. Great. For me, I want to have my bath and my true crime podcast uninterrupted for one hour. And he's like, <laughs> cool. So for us, it took a conversation. There was certainly a few times where I was like, F this, like this sucks. Like that, their life hasn't changed the way that ours have. Like what's going on? Did you experience any of that? Oh yeah, totally. Um, and especially when it came to working, but, but also my husband and I, I think it's good, but also it's horrible. We're very different types. Like I'm very type A, you know, I read every single pregnancy book, every single early childhood book, development book, all of the things not every single one, but a lot of them. He didn't, mm. uh, not a thing. And he's he's kind of like, everything will work itself out kind of vibe where I'm like, no, it'll work out if we stick to a routine and we do this and we do that. So like, <laughs> hopefully our kid lands somewhere in the middle because I'm a little bit too much on the type A and he's a little too lax for my taste. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember having a lot of stress about that being like, you know, I'm, I'm planning the naps, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then he's like, and and the work thing was a big one because I didn't feel comfortable leaving my infant for that many hours in a day. Cause you know, with our jobs, like you could be gone 16 hours and yeah. I would never see him. Um, and so I was very envious that my husband was able to just leave for three weeks and it, and not have to worry at all about things being handled mm. because he knew that I'm an overhandler. And so I just, it was very, I felt unfair. And then I would get an opportunity to work and I couldn't do it because I was like, it's not the right time for Robbie. Like he's one and a half. His mom should not be away for five weeks. Like that's not healthy. I just now took on a job that's going to have me away from him for about five weeks. And this will be the first time. Um, So dad will be in dad mode and we'll see how that goes. Uh, (laughs) Sure. It'll be great. great. And it will be like the anticipation of leaving will be way worse. And then you'll leave and then they'll be in their routine and you'll be in your routine. And that's the thing too is I'm so stuck on like my way is the best way. But then when I do leave (laughs) for like a weekend with my girlfriends or something, I come back and I'm like, it was great. See, I told you, I always expect the worst. And then I'm pleasantly surprised. (laughs) 
I'm like, the house is going to be burning. It's going to be terrible. My kid's going to have purple hair. I was like, my children's teeth won't have been brushed for two weeks. I went to Australia and I had to leave the boys for uh, 10 days recently and it was the longest I've left Bodium Forest who are just about to be nine and six. And I was like way over the top with my type A like scheduling and they need to do this and they you should wake them up at 6.45 and then you and Mark was like stop stop I got this (laughs) and I came back to get intel from the boys I was like so how often did you brush your teeth they're like every single night dad made us brush our teeth every night I was like and in the morning they were like yep in the morning (laughs) we even had baths mum can you believe it I was like oh my god yeah okay cool this is the last time I'm gonna obsess over this and just let go and try that like they got this but it I can be a bit of a control freak it's something that I've been working on and um Mark's always like just let go of the control just let go of it it's going to be fine I can handle it and I was Mm -hmm. like you're right my way doesn't have to be the superior way it can just be my (laughs) way and then he has his way of doing it exactly that's exactly (laughs) where I'm at and I just recently had like a light like open the curtains moment so Robbie husband Robbie my son's also Robbie it's a real real treat and my father-in-law is also Robbie so Christmas oh, nice. is so, so much fun um my did you a have fifth. a say in that no or was that just the way it was? I had a say in his middle name because oh, nice. and so I was like you know I my I want my dad involved somehow I guess so I was like Angelo's a pretty aggressive name for a little white kid so um maybe <laughs> I love it <laughs> I was like dad do you have a middle name and then he told me a name that wasn't his name I'm like you have no name on your passport did you just make up a name and he's like well you know I was confirmed with it and I was like it's my kid my kid's name and so then he, I, my Robbie husband Robbie was like is there like a like somebody you admire and he goes, well, you know, I like the hockey player, Bobby Orr. And I'm like, Robbie, Bobby Amell. Are you kidding me? That cannot be my kid's name. <laughs> Robbie, Bobby. Yeah. I would yes. die. Wait, his name's not Robbie, Bobby. No, is it? no, no, no. And then my dad goes, amazing. no, I, I, I immediately said no. And then uh, he was like, well, you know, Elvis. And I'm like, Robbie Elvis. And then my husband goes Presley. And I was like, that's it. So it's oh, Robert Presley. Robert Presley. So that is so good. I love that. Good. Oh my god! Oh, but the, so the story I was getting to. I kind of want to start calling him Robbie Bobby. <laughs> Robbie. We we have Bobby. to because either neither of them will listen to me, or both of them will listen, and I'll be like, not you. <laughs> it's really it's something. Um, anyway, oh so we were sp- husband Robbie and I were supposed to take a trip to the Bahamas, our first trip without the kiddo and since he was uh, born. Um, yeah. And. I woke up and we were supposed to leave seven in the morning, woke up at 11 that night. Cause I could hear coughing and crying and his house oh, no. is, or his rooms on the other side. And he had croup, but he had it oh, so shit. bad that he wasn't getting any air. And I, <gasps> of all, I've read all about croup. I know what to do. I yeah. froze. I froze. Husband Robbie, his earliest memory is his mom holding him in a steamy bathroom calling 911. So no. he knew what to do. He like snapped into action. And I was like, I should never worry about anything. You have got like oh his instincts are awesome. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go my shoot this movie. You too. are going to be just fine. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like my husband takes the medical stuff on. That's his thing. Oh, yeah. Like if someone gets injured or if someone, you know, even if it's just a small boo-boo, scoops him up, takes him in, dresses it all, <laughs> gets it all done. Very calm. I'm the one who's like, what happened? I know, like Bodie same. Oh stacked my God. it on the stairs. Um, he was like carrying <laughs> plates upstairs. He oh fell. No. This was yesterday. He fell. He was wearing socks. He kind of oh. slipped, fell, 
all the plates smashed. They were just like, no, they just all smashed everywhere. And his arm was kind of lying out in a way that I think what I did was I heard the smash of the plate thinking it was was a smash of the bone. And, of course, I was like, yeah, like threw my drink in the air, ran, like stained the couch, ran to my child. The and new was couch. like, the, yeah, I know. I was like, really, really, Palmer? <laughs> like, you couldn't just play it cool and like, be like, are you okay? How are you feeling? I like uh, ran, screamed, ran over, and he had actually. Well, it was fine. Like, one of the plates had land, like, landed on his little finger, which is why he was crying so hard because it just sort of squashed yeah. his mm. finger. But oh, I was okay. like, it's a broken arm, yelling out to Mark. I think it's broken. I think it's broken. Uh, <laughs> and then Mark came I know. down. Was Eric so cool, calm too. and collected. Was so. Uh. I was like, great. There you go. Yeah. You're right. It's so funny. These little lessons that we get, these little gifts of like, okay, everything's going to be okay exactly. when mom steps out of the room. <laughs> My instinct is like panic. That's what I mean. Like, because everything else we're in such good control of, then it's something that we can't control and we uh-huh. have no idea how to handle it. Yeah. Croup was, Croup was intense. I had uh, to, you know, I ha- we had to handle Croup with Wyatt. And apparently if you go to like a drier climate or whatever, it makes it even worse. So when Wyatt had Croup, I had driven up, I was like driving up to Camarillo, which is like drier than, you know, in where, where we live by the ocean. And so it got worse when we were in Camarillo and I thought it was just a cold. I didn't realize it was croup and then it got really bad. And so like my drive back, cause I was on the phone with the doctor and I was like, I'm 45 minutes away. It sounds like he's having trouble breathing. And he was like, put him up, put it, put it on speaker. And he's like, yeah, you just need to get here. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then it was just worse and worse and worse as I was driving. And I got to the doctor's office and he immediately like shot steroids down his throat. Whoa. And like, he, yeah, he was like full, he was like, get him in the room. He was like in full serious mode. And I was fully internally panicking because mm. I'd never heard anything like that, you know, struggle. Yeah, it's a horrible, horrible sound. Oh, it's so bad. But the steam shower, if I'd been near a steam shower, had known about that, that could have helped so much. Mm -hmm. They said that it did help a lot. Like he would have maybe been in a much worse situation because like he was getting so little air that his whole chest was like going in. He couldn't open his eyes. He was like (gasps) quivering. It was goosebumps just thinking about it. It was the scariest moment of my life. And but husband saved the day. The Bahamas trip did not happen. No, no. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, no! Of course not. I am. Um, of course not. I, wow. This doctor that came to do our like, you know how you, you know when you're an actor for people listening who don't know this, you always have to have these cast medicals to make sure that you're fine and you're not going to yes. ruin the movie if you get sick or you have some underlying health issue. It's for right. insurance purposes. So on the job that I'm shooting at the moment in Sydney, this doctor came to set and he was like. You know, I think for him, it was his first big film set. He's like, in Australia, we don't really shoot movies as much as you do in America. So he's like, wow, this is so cool. (laughs) So he was like, hey, if you ever have an issue with your kids, like I'm also a pediatric doctor. So here's my um, phone number. Call me if there's ever an issue. Call him the next day. My daughter's got gunky eye like really sore eyes gunky everything I mean it just sort of turned and I called him almost every day for the next week but something he told me that he's like it's just really good to have in the house whenever your kids have something like croup or RSV or something 
is a spacer and a ventolin. And he's like, have it in your home. And the moment that, that you see that your child is struggling yeah, to. So ventolin is like an asthma puffer. What do you uh, oh. I know you guys yeah, have asthma. it here, like one of those little gray, like, you know, those things that yeah, you can yeah, push yeah. and it yes. gives them a breath. And a spacer. Okay is like um to go over their nose and mouth oh, for younger they children. They call it something else here. They call it um oh my gosh, what do they call it? It's a um ah, Is it the shoot, one that you can it. like squeeze? No. Well, no, it's just this little mask that attaches to the ventolin. So you click the ventolin in it as a little mask and you can give them three puffs. And so he explained he wrote this whole thing down for me because my kids were coughing and he was like, this will help you if you need to get to the emergency room and you're worried about getting there, this will help you on the journey to the to the emergency room. And he's like, and sometimes the Ventolin is enough that you don't even need to go to the emergency room. And I was like, why don't, like, why is this not public knowledge? Is why Ventolin people know like this? a substance in it or is that just what the device is called and it's just air? It's a, I think it's the substance that's in so there's the like thing a steroid or something your, your lungs yeah, so yeah. you need like probably a, a prescription like a that's yes. what I feel you need a prescription for that I don't feel like you can just go and buy that well I I, mm, I don't know actually to be honest I can't remember but um so I have one here at my I'm house gonna write this down yeah, yeah, yeah write same. it down people but I've just got there's it in my first aid kit true so crime it's and ventolin <laughs> true crime and <laughs> ventolin and gaming Things, I want to get to oh, gaming, gaming. Oh, God. oh yes <laughs> tell tell us about the gaming okay so we um ha- I th- have we talked about video games on this podcast yet I feel like we haven't and I have a question about it because I'm Me so too. curious about video games because we grew up playing um we grew up playing Mario Kart, Donkey mm-hmm. Kong, uh Super Mario Brothers as a family. Um it was something that we did. We had like the, you know, Super Nintendo and we sat around and like we took turns and we checked all of our scores and everybody was so into it and my parents and my brother and I um, and it was kind of a bonding thing for us, but I feel like video games have changed a lot <laughs> over the years and I'm a little afraid of them. So yeah. tell us about the gaming in your house. What's happening? It's a lot. Uh, my, I think, <laughs> so my husband's best friend lives with us as well and they're both really big into gaming. So we have like two game stations plus they have their gaming laptops so they can't wow. get away. They have to sit at the table, but fine, fine with me. At the end of the day, we, you know, we made it through another day of parenting. We slap high five. I get my glass of wine. He goes, plays his video games. Peace. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice okay. Peace. Love it. Um, but I think the, the trouble with video games now versus, cause I remember that too. I remember playing like 007 with my brothers on N64 yeah. and, um, it, it was when everybody started getting like their own computers in their rooms. And so it's, right. there's just too many ways to play games now so that you become disconnected. Right. Um, unless like, you know, I was shooting in Vancouver and my brother uh, had the VR Oculus thing and we played like Beat Saber, which was actually amazing and really fun. Oh, and was this like the it. picture that you posted with the thing, the VR thing? Yeah, on it's an and Oculus. That really cute workout outfit. So I was that's like, a, oh. it, that's not a game. That's like a, it's a boxing thing where you stand in the most beautiful locations, like on the top of a mountain and you hit wow. these targets to these amazing playlists. <gasps> like there's 90s, there's punk rock, there's Christmas, there's Disney. And I each each thing is Me like too. you can pick from like five minute workout to forty minute workout, and wow. I dripping like drenched. That's why I had like the what? mask on my face, like it's yeah. insane. And because I put uh, wrist and ankle weights on too, so you're just like it's fun, it's fun. And like wow. you get the harder you punch, the more point you get. Anyway, so obviously I'm a 
gamer uh, too. <laughs> I but. I'm intrigued by um, the VR stuff. My kids do. I, it's funny. I almost prefer them to play video games than to just sit and digest movies and TV shows. Oh my I think god! That, yeah. I think because there's something interactive and they're using their brain. As long as it's it's like curated. Like you have to make sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Bodie has been asking about Fortnite recently because, mm-hmm. and I know Fortnite was massive like years ago, but a few people at his school play Fortnite and that's just one that I'm like, absolutely not. Like that's not one yeah. we're going to do. We're not going to do Fortnite, but Minecraft is amazing because he sits with his brother Forrest and they play together. So they have, they come up with strategies and they're building like, I don't even really know how it works, but they build their own little like huts and whatever and then you have to forage for food and all that stuff so that I really love if they're interactive games yeah I'm actually like I quite encourage it and there is a game that I love playing with the boys like it's our thing and when I was shooting a discovery of witches in Wales I would rap and come and play this video game with them the moment I got home. I was like, all right, we're playing Splatoon, (laughs) which is this really fun um, paintball game. And it's like non-violent. It's really cute little creatures. It's great music. And you can play against other people around the world but with no communication so you can't like start contacting anyone Mm -hmm. and um, sometimes you're on the same team and sometimes you're not on the same team and it's just so much fun we have a blast and it was always our thing that we looked forward to like when mum got home we'd have our splatoon battles together which was so great I haven't done it in a long time Um, but we've now limited the gaming so it was my kids were getting obsessed they would wake up and be like, when's our iPad time? When is it? And um, mm. so now we don't do any at all during the week. And on the weekends or on holidays, they can have an hour, um, but it needs to be interactive. So it's not like you disappear for an hour into your room right. and you're not talking to someone. Like you have an hour and you're interacting. And I found that the bond between the boys, there's this really cute game called My Singing Monsters. Um where these like little monsters start singing and you build like planets for them and it's like very <laughs> chill. But my 14-year-old will play with them and oh, they'll all play together cute. and it's really, really sweet. So I'm I'm pretty okay with gaming. I know, Sarah, you're dipping your toe into the gaming world with Wired yeah, at the moment. Yeah, actually we're not there yet, but um, I guess this will come out after the holidays. So I don't even know what it's going to be like once this is out. But um, yeah, we're talking about Minecraft because Wyatt um, actually, I don't even know if he can hear me right now. I probably should be quiet. Um, We're talking about Minecraft. Okay. I'm whispering that Um, because uh, it is a world building and he's mm-hmm. super into architecture and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, Is so the that Sims could be... still a thing. I feel like that was fun. I for don't that. know. I was obsessed Same. with the Sims. I, I feel like you and I need to hang out. I mean, my, we have a lot in common. My son is <laughs> still killing me right now. The Sims. Yeah. I would do 24-hour binges oh, of yeah. The Sims with, like, my first boyfriend when I was 17. Like, we would – it was so addictive. It really was. I mean, that's the problem probably. But you, like, line up all the things for them to do. Like, 
go to the toilet, clean out the fish tank, like go and say hi to a friend. Go, like it was so much fun. Was, I yeah. loved it. I want to ask you, you said that um, your husband's best friend lives with you guys. Tell mm-hmm. me about this dynamic. What is this? Um, I got husband one and husband two. Although I kind oh of my feel gosh. like I might be related to his best friend. We discovered that <laughs> our families are from the same very small town in what? Southern Ontario. So I bought a, an Ancestry DNA kit and we're waiting for the results. Can you imagine <gasps> my husband's childhood best friend and his wife? That would be insane. Cousins? I know. Oh my gosh. And does your husband's <gasps> best friend have a partner that also comes over or mm-hmm. not? Oh, no, so no, no. you guys are like we're a also little, like, all of trio. us are opening a gym together, like an F forty five. You guys, know <gasps> yes, F forty five are obsessed. In, yeah, so we're, he's going to be like the head trainer and coach and all of that. So um, it just makes sense that we're all here. And yeah, I was, you know, it it's nice when Robbie's working, husband Robbie's working, and I don't want to be by myself in a house because yeah. I'd be like back onto this like beautiful marsh. But at night it's just pitch black Oof. and it's kind of and scary. True crime. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Um, I've got like a tomahawk, a baseball bat, pepper spray, and like all of these things. I've got bear mace. Pepper spray. Yeah. But also like, what do I have all of them in my nightstand for? Like I'm going to use all of them at the same time. Like I should be, I should be hiding them. But you've got options. You've got options depending on what sort of intruder it is. Okay. So this thing happened to me yesterday that now that we're talking about true crime for a second. Anyway, so (laughs) we're getting the kids in the car to take them to go see Santa, like something very wholesome. And I could hear... And you're going to understand this, Atali. I could hear someone be like, help me, oh, no. help me, oh, no. yelling. And you okay, know, as terrifying. a true crimer, you know if you hear that and you don't do anything, that is a major problem. And I've heard the yeah. stories of, you know, all those stories about like people screaming and crying because it's like you don't want to get involved or like you just, you're not 100% sure you just don't do anything and then you mm-hmm. find out that like it really was someone in desperate That's need. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it was a man's voice and I could hear it and he just kept me like, help, why isn't anyone doing anything? Oh, oh. And so I started running. We were outside. Mark was like putting the kids in the car and I was like, wait a second. I started running towards the noise and I like turned right down my street and I could hear it all around me I was like where is this what's going on I thought either it was a someone shooting something like a movie or there's really someone in trouble and so I look up and we we live like right by the Hollywood sign so there's all these hikes and I could see someone on a hike on the ground being like help me like making all this noise and I started yelling out to them I was like waving at them and I'm like do you need any help do you need me to call an ambulance like are you okay hello like I was waving and he was looking dead at me and not saying anything he was like what's wrong with you people oh jeez. and then my husband came running around the corner so like livid like angry at me he was like I cannot believe you would just run towards danger what if someone had a gun what I cannot believe it and I was like I'm a true crimer I'm doing the right thing oh my god and then Mark's like looked up and he was like he's having a mental episode Teresa that is not someone in trouble because then he like stood up and he was like running around and Mm. making a lot of noise and then Mark's Mm like no like he's not like of the right mind right now like he's obvious and I was like but still he needs help like still regardless he's 
stepped over the edge of a, the, it's like cornered off where you can't, you're not actually meant to go where he was. So I was like, he could be stranded. Anyway, I decided to still call the police and apparently um, lots of people had called in about him already. So I was like, I'm so proud of my neighbourhood that everyone be. heard that and everyone decided to call in. But yeah. Mark was legit angry. He was like, why, what? And I was like, I knew you were right there. I knew you were there and I could right. yell to you if I needed you. Right. But I wasn't just going to let someone yell for help and not help them. Yeah, I think that's good. I'd, I'd rather do something than walk away and regret not doing something and not knowing what happened. Totally. Oh, also, I'd be curious and I just want to see what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> Mark was like, you just wanted to see it. You just wanted to see the 100%. action. I know you. You're like the person that drives slowly past the car accidents. And it's like, well, that's so terrible, but I'm driving Every only like five k's now. Yeah. <laughs> Every, like but up until the it. point that you get to the car accident, you're like, guys, just go. Come on. And then you're like, hmm. I <laughs> know. Oh, it's oh, so man. true. Absolutely the More same thing from every single person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh dear. Um, well, so now that your um, son, Robbie, not husband Robbie, but your son, Robbie, Kid is Robbie. three years old. So um, so how is the dynamic now? Like, are, how does it work out? Like, you know, your husband's working. You're talking about how you're about to go shoot something He's new. He's off now. So we're kind of take off. turns. We take turns a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And how does that, does that work out better? Like, you know, do you feel like you're in a groove now that he's three and that you guys yeah. can kind of take turns yeah. and, you know, it's a lot. Like when you have your, I remember when Wyatt was a baby and Eric was working full time. I mean, Eric had to go back to work, I think on day two when Wyatt was born and then Wyatt got a fever and ended up in the hospital. And so he was like two days old and I was with him and Eric was at work every day. And so he would like come to the hospital exhausted and scared. We were both like, not sure what was going on. And, um, but I remember like after that, I was a little bit more of an anxious, uh, mom. And I think I had some PTSD from like being in the hospital with a newborn and, you know, him having all these tests done to him. So I would like sit on the yoga ball, bouncing him, like looking at the clock, waiting for Eric to get home, thinking like, is everything okay? Is he okay? You know, I had some like time, but you know, when you're a new parent and your um, partner is working full on and you're there on your own, like it's a lot of time for you to be sitting there going, am I doing this right? Am I okay? Like, is this okay? Mm. You know, am I like, am I going to have time to ever Shower. actually drink? Yeah, yeah. Like a cup of coffee when it's hot again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it was, you know, COVID was ter- is terrible, but yes. for, it worked out for my parenting journey because yeah. he was so young that Robbie was home and mm. we were home. Um, and we actually, I think during COVID, we sold LA and moved back to Toronto. Mm. Um, but at that point we were in a, a condo. So it just like, like I never felt that alone during the very early times. That's good. Once everything started opening back up again and work started happening again, we both ended up working in Vancouver back to back. So it worked mm-hmm. out really well. So we spent about six months there. Um, and so we, one of us was always home uh, and we had an incredible nanny come with us during that time just because there were a couple of weeks of overlap, um, but only like a day or two here and there. Like it was, I was, mm. I was way too concerned about leaving a brand new kid without his either parent mm-hmm. for too long, yeah. like more yeah. than 10 hours. 
Um, anyway, so now our son's in school and he, you know, the routine is much easier. He is very articulate. He knows what he wants. He's his own person. He's amazing company. So when Robbie's away working, we have a routine. He goes to his ninja class because we can't call it gymnastics <laughs> and then swimming. And then we go out for, you know, shrimp pasta after like, I, it's just, he's Cute. so fun to hang out with now. Yeah. And so it it's just feels so age. much easier. And I see new moms and I don't know, maybe they're loving the newborn phase. And I'm always like, it gets better. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love Aww. that. And I, appre- I appreciate that. Cause I remember like, you know, I remember there being a lot of people who would tell you like the negative stuff when you were mm-hmm. a new parent, you know, they'd be like, oh yeah, this time's really hard. Yeah, oh, just wait for this. Just wait yeah, for just them to wait start walking. Till they hit, exactly. Like, until they hit four months and there's a big regression and yeah. you're like, wait, that's going to happen? Oh, yeah, no. exactly. Um, so it's nice that you say that to, you know, new parents who have newborns because um, it just, you just, just never know. And I do think, you know, earlier we were talking about um, that, you know, that sort of time when you're a new parent and you kind of don't know if you're alone in it. Like, I feel like it's the same thing when we're talking about like mental health struggles as well Mm -hmm. as like people are a afraid to talk about it. And then when they do, then you have this backlash of people being like, what are you talking about? Your life is so perfect. Like you have nothing to go. You have a family. Like, how dare you complain, you know, about something? And you're just like, what? Everybody struggles in some way with something like struggle is part of life. And so everything is relative. So, you know, we all go through our own journey. So placing judgment on someone who looks like they have it all together um, is not that's not okay because you don't know what's really going on, yeah. you know? And I feel like there's that same stigma there. Yep. I agree. I just, I, I either, when I was a new parent, I was like, why didn't anybody tell me about any of the stuff that actually happens? Like none of the books touch on it. None of like, not, like the, the really gnarly stuff. Like, do you ever wake up in the middle of your night and look at your partner and be like, we made a huge fucking mistake here. We were not ready for this. And I'm like, saying it out loud made me cry because I'm like, are we horrible parents? Because we want him. He's our son. We love him. But like, we didn't think this through. Right. You know? And like, then you talk to other parents and eventually friends and it comes up and they're like, oh, we've said that. And you're like, we beat ourselves up for weeks being like, we we shouldn't be thinking like that shouldn't have crossed our mind. And you're like, no, that's a normal parent thought, you know? And so I'm like that, like, so when I talk to people, when I see them that have babies or even our... I see pregnant women now and I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the opposite. But I, but again, Uh like my pregnancy journey wasn't, it was, it was, I was lucky. It was healthy and it was relatively easy. I mean, I had sciatica and carpal tunnel pretty badly and gained a bazillion pounds, but, um, but I mean, it was still a good experience that way, but it like, I didn't love it. Like I wanted to, like I really wanted to, and same with like the birth story. And then the newborn phase. And I was like, when is this going to get to a point where I'm like, this is awesome. And now I'm like, this is so awesome. Like I am, I'm not going to do it again, but it's worth it. (laughs) You have your best, you have your bestie. You're like, we're good. It's only getting better. And honestly, it does Mm -hmm. get, it just does does get better better. Every time you're like, okay, this is my favorite stage. Like two months later, you're like, okay, no, this this is, yes. And yeah. Yeah. So now instead of before where it's the baby phase and they're like, well, just wait until he starts walking. Now it's like, oh, just wait till they start like 
really talking on their own and remembering yes. their dreams and like all this. And you're like, oh, oh yes. it's the sweetest. It's mm-hmm. the sweetest. I remember like seeing parents with kids who are nine years old and thinking like, wow, that kid is so grown up. Like oh, my sweet little baby who I have right now, you know, why it was like three at the time. And I was like, this is so precious. I have to hold on to every moment because when they're nine, they seem so grown up. And now I look at my nine-year-old who like loves Legos and like enjoys, you know, these music and movies and we can have these amazing conversations and I'm like no it just gets more and more special and it's just different Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it just becomes it's just different it's not the same as it was when he was three so that makes me want to like cry sometimes but but it is so beautiful in such a different Mm -hmm. way you know It it is pretty profound how it goes from like you're always nurturing them and taking care of them and meeting their needs. And then suddenly they become like a little confidant and you guys are like chatting about things and sharing personal jokes and laughing and having giggles. And yesterday Bodhi's like, oh, mom, like, let's go get um, dad a Christmas present. Like, I went into his wardrobe. I found these things. I know what he likes. Let's go get him some Crocs. And, let, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we, and we like walked off and we had such a great little time together. And it like hit me yesterday. I was looking at him and I was like, oh, wow. He's like my buddy. He's my buddy. Yeah. Like I'm his mom, but he's my buddy. <laughs> I know, which is so sweet. That's so um, sweet. Okay. Wait, I have to finish my uh, story about winter and hubba really quick. Oh, Cause yes. I know that yes. you want to hear it. Okay. Yes, I do. So, um, so, so Hubba and Nina are uh, Winter's like friends that she talks to. When did this start? Hold on. How how long has this been going on? you know, it's recently. It's just started recently that she started talking about Hubba. I think it was like the last couple of months. But Sonia, my nanny, just sent me this video and Winter's coloring. She loves to color every day. And so she's like coloring and, um, she looks over and she's like, oh, Hubba. And then she starts responding to Hubba. And I'm going to have to put this video up because it's insane. And she's like, Hubba, no, don't ever do that again. Oh, Hubba was wanting me to do this. And she's like talking. Yeah. Then one day, um, Esme is sitting right here with me so she knows this part of the story. One day she bursts into tears crying, running into the room. She's holding her finger like this. And I'm like, what happened? What's wrong? And she's like, Hubba bit me. (gasps) Hubba bit me. And she's crying so hard about (gasps) it. It and I was like, okay, this has reached a new level with what? Hubba. And it's like Nina's like the hype girl, like Nina's like Hubba's friend, but she's like the hype girl and she, oh. we don't talk about her as much. But Hubba is like the main and he has brown hairs, is what Winter says. And he's a but he doesn't go to the doesn't go to the ba- bathroom, doesn't eat food, just um kind of hangs out in and around our house, can't come on the trip with us, has to stay at our house. What? Yeah. But why is like why is Hubba aggressive? I don't know. Hubba bit her. Hubba bit her. And she full on has conversations with Hubba with like response. So she's not like retelling me a story. She's like sitting there going like Hubba, no, you can't do that. Like, Hubba's trying to take my blah, 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 you know? Uh, And so I have now this video that I'm watching back going, oh my gosh, Hubba is this like spirit that lives (gasps) in her house or something. And and Esme told me the other day, she's like, you can't talk about Hubba because it's starting to scare me. (laughs) And I'm like, oh no. You're like, scare you. (laughs) Scare me. (laughs) 
my goodness. So crazy. I know. So you're you wanting to have an interaction with ghosts. Um, my two-year-old, I think, is already having that. Oh my gosh. Um, Sarah, that's terrifying. I'm sorry, no, but that's terrifying. <laughs> yes, also, is. W- is there a world in which, and I'm sure this is something Italia would do too, now knowing a little bit about her history and the things she's into, I feel like you need to get to the bottom of this. I know. So there needs to be an investigation of some kind. Could mm-hmm. you find out? more about who lived in the house before yeah what I do the know area, a little bit you, mm-hmm. you do okay yeah I do know that um this person who lived there before us was a male and he lived there and died and then his house went into a trust and we bought it <gasps> out of a trust and so um I think he died there and I think he fought in some war <gasps> and he had this like crazy um he had this like really old American flag with only I think um 48 stars on it or something like that in the rafters of the garage and so we framed it and put it in our one of the the guest bedroom because we were like oh this is kind of cool like an homage to this person who lived here before us um but and oh and his backyard was so overgrown and he had like 20 cats like there's all these cats stray cats in the neighborhood that lived there so when we moved in like there was a lot of clearing out that we had to do and like um between like the greenery and then also the cats and like everything so um but that's all i know oh yeah it could be a dog no the dog maybe he had a dog named hubba Oh my gosh, um, that's so interesting. Yeah, I don't brown know. Hairs, bite brown hairs, bite hairs. Doesn't go <laughs> uh, to the bathroom. I did say it's a, a boy or a girl, and she says a boy. And I said, is, um, is Nina a girl or a boy? And she says Nina's a girl, and she also uh, has brown hair. And I was like, interesting. I wonder if Hubba and Nina were like related or – Well, ask her I, if they're human. Yeah. Yeah. I tried that, but that was a little unclear. Yeah. It was a little unclear. Yeah. I was like, are they human? And she goes, no, they're right there. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Needs clarification on human. Oh my gosh. I wonder I if the flag, I, I wonder if the spirits are attached to that flag. I know. The biting did happen in the room with the flag. So, <gasps> um, did we see so, any? Was there any imprint of the bite? Any? No, it just she was just like holding her finger. And I was sort of like, at the time, I didn't really know much about this little hubba thing. And I was like, what is she talking about? You know? And so now I'm sort of putting all, I'm going back in my brain and putting all the pieces together. The end of the sixth sense in there. Oh, this is like a thing and it's banana. So, okay. So I will update everyone on hubba. There will be more. Please do. Because we'll have more conversations about Hubba later. But um, before we get off here, I want to ask you, you have a new clothing line. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And and I have the sweatshirt, sweatpants in white, and they're amazing, gorgeous. But it's called Veld Amsterdam. Yeah, uh, just Veld, but it's out just of Amsterdam, Veld. yeah. Okay, okay. so you can find it at, um, at Veld.Amsterdam, correct? Just Veld.com. Well, I meant on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yes. Veld.Amsterdam is yes. your Instagram hand- handle, yes. right? And then Veld.com is the um, yes. brand. Yes. Okay, and so tell us about that. That just launched recently, right? Uh, yes, I think fall of this – no, we had spring, summer, and then fall um, – so it, one of our other best friends who's staying here for the week uh, nice. from Amsterdam, uh, we have a, an advertising agency with, and we have offices in Toronto, Amsterdam, uh, in New York. And then so we decided to also try and do some sustainable, organic, handmade clothing line because I live oh. in sweats and 
you know, it's cozy. Yeah, it's they're cold. like the coziest comfiest oh sweats ever. I'm mm-hmm. going to get some. I just looked today <laughs> and I was like, Sarah, I, I told you to send me your address. I'll send you some. I know. Yeah, you have to send her. Don't tell her the address on our podcast no, right please now. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> it's app. <laughs> no, go on the website, pick whatever you want. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, thank you. I don't sure. have any. I don't know where all my sweats went. I was like, what's happened? I think maybe Isaac stole them. Because oh, that's I happening bet. now. He's the same. In fact, he's bigger than me now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's my stepson. He's, he's Wyatt like started wearing my five, stuff, eight. my um, thermals, which is crazy because <gasps> he's so tall. Oh, my goodness. I started. I, I have the same set you have, the white, the, the oh, cream zip-up set. It's so great. I've worn yes. it like one time because every time I want to wear it, I'm like, I have a three-year-old. I cannot do this. This is never going to last. <laughs> or if I'm like, I want to wear it to, to like the airport because it's so cute. And yes, I'm like, well, I'm yes. wearing white on a plane. Like, yeah, never. You're going to have like smashed snacks oh, into yeah. it like, mm-hmm. within 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, my But it gosh. is so cozy. So I wear it like while he's at school and then. Change. Oh my gosh! Amazing. You're such a mum boss. I love all the things that you're juggling. That's incredible. It's amazing. No, those, that, those are just uh, me yeah. trusting F45. a lot of. Oh yeah, and that too. And F45. That is yeah. my favorite workout. My amazing. favorite workout. I gotta say, 45 minutes. That's it. It. I lost a lot of my. So, like I said, 85 pounds. I lost it all. Was working out. I couldn't. I couldn't fix things. So I ended up having to get surgery to reattach all of my stomach muscles. Oh my gosh. Did you have really bad DR? I did. I didn't even oh. know it. Yeah, so you so. had the DR surgery. It takes like six weeks or something to recover, right? Well, since I was going in anyway, I was like, can we get rid of the skin? So I did a full tummy tuck. Wow. Because oh you could gosh. grab the skin on my sides and fold it over. And uh, so I was like, just get rid of it. So the the recovery was gnarly, but it was very well worth it. Um, Oh my gosh, my friend did it. Because I have Mm -hmm. really bad DR, like four fingers. It's so worth it. And it's so, I'm, I don't know if I'm a candidate because I don't think I'm separated on the sides. I'm only separated in the center. And so I feel like it's come together more and more. But um, I too carry very much in the front and then gain a lot of weight. But... Um, my friend that got the surgery, I mean, she said it was so intense. It like is, you have to be a candidate. Yeah. You, it has to make sense. You have to go with this, like with like some specific type of surgeon that only does this, you know, mm-hmm. thing. And then, um, but, but then afterwards it was like amazing because you have to worry about what prolapse uterus and stuff like that later on in life or getting like, like really bad hernia or whatever. Yeah. If you don't have the, um, if you don't have the muscles there to like hold your exactly. organs in. Exactly. Wow. You're Crazy. worried about the safety of everything in, in there. And then also now I can just wear nicer clothes because I'm not worried about everything with like spaces and holes and skin and, you know, um, but it, but it, it was worth it. And, and so that now working out, I'm seeing with, I I hate exercise. I only do it so I can drink wine and eat charcuterie. And so (laughs) I would keep working out and doing these classes, but I was pretty inconsistent with what it was doing. So after the surgery, when I was cleared to go back to exercise and I was like, that's it, I'm taking this as like a new lease on, on health. And so I, I signed up for a neighboring F45 and I went for, I think five times a week, four or five times a week for six weeks. And like, I've never seen myself like this in my life. So so I was like, yeah, Robbie, of course, let's open one. And so we I are going to be open in, in February, March. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. So cool. <gasps> mm-hmm. That is amazing. And then you can do it all the time. 
for it's also fish. so good for mental health. I mean, I think that's like the main Absolutely. reason why I do any exercise at all. And I'm like a Peloton junkie, but, mm. um, and I come and go, I get hot and cold. Like, you know, I'll go for a while where I'm like not doing it, but then I do it and I get really into it because I, I get addicted to the sweat and the way that I feel afterwards. It's like, I get so the best feeling. It's just like, oh, and, and then you take a shower and you, you're, you know, everything is like yeah. all your blood vessels have like been, you know, doing whatever they do. And then you're kind of glowing and yes. you're, yes. you're like, oh, wow, this feels so good. No, it's nice. Um, which is amazing. But mm-hmm. That's so cool. And so amazing to hear from someone who actually got that surgery because, um, because I know that it's something that a lot of women don't even know about that exists yeah. because of course, like your OBGYNs don't necessarily say like, Oh, let me check your stomach muscles or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. always been me asking and saying like, is this normal? And or, and they're like, yeah, it'll heal itself. And then you're like, yeah. Hey, but like none of my, like you can feel the stitching in between them. Like it's Whoa. very strange and it's like yes. really hard. I'm still numb at, like underneath my belly button because it was five months ago now, six months. Wow. Um, but, but it's like, I can feel my core has strength again and, yes. you know, doing exercising, I'm seeing results where before, like it's, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's really, it's really nice. I'm glad, I'm glad I did it. And I mean, yeah, while I was in there, I got a little bit of a boob job too, because you know, those, those ladies worked hard for a year. I need to hear about that. Did we bring them up? Did we increase them? Did no. We, what did okay. We do so them? I was really small before having a baby. <laughs> and then I was like a gigantic breastfeeder. I would yes, like, yes. I think I would pump, he would eat. And then I would pump another 16 ounces. <gasps> yeah. I, I was a massive supplier. I donated it. I had wow. a freezer full of it. Um, and so I was very lucky that way. Once I figured it out, the beginning was very hard. Yeah. Um, and I was not the woman who could like lose weight breastfeeding. I just stayed very large the whole time. Wow. wow. Um, anyway, so then they went back to normal and well, not normal. They just look like kind of really, really, really sad pancakes. <laughs> um, and so uh, when I was in there, I was like, since like you're going to be, you know, in there anyway, like what can we make them just look alive? Like, I don't want to look like a porn star and I don't want to look like I've had plastic right. surgery, but I right. want, just give them a little, I want them to look fluff. like boobs. Yeah. And, yeah totally. and so they, it's like the second smallest size you can get. And it's, <gasps> I feel like a lady again, that not that amazing. I did before, but like, it just feels like, okay. Cause I know I'm not having another kid. So I was like, right. get her all done. Um, yeah. and it just oh, gives you amazing. the confidence that like, I, I can like I'm, I'm, I feel more like me. I know it's, yes. so, it's so superficial, but like it gave me just a piece of myself back that I felt like I had lost so much with yeah. the early years. You know what I mean? I yes. feel like I'm a terrible guest for your show, by the way. Everybody's no, also like, everything's like me? beautiful and, and enchanting <laughs> no, and you know magical is, and natural. And here so I am being amazing. like, I got fake tits and no, I hate everyone. It is refreshing. It's the most refreshing, so refreshing. thing ever I love it we actually have a beauty conversation where I'm like I was looking at my face I'm like I feel like I'm the only unbotoxed face and I need (laughs) to just change everything and fix everything and we have this thing where I'm like very vulnerable in the episode I'm just like oh my god I've been holding out for so long but now I'm like feeling like I'm noticing all these things in the aging process that I'm trying not to, um, you know, be reactionary about, but it's still, you have the feelings. And what we said in that episode, we were like, yeah, whatever makes you feel good. If you exactly. want to go out and get 
all the plastic surgery. Go mm. do it. Feel empowered yeah. to do that. If you don't want to do it and you're embracing it naturally, great. Go do that. Yeah. You know, whatever works. There's no judgment either way. And that's that's why totally. you are a perfect guest for our show. Um, because I think it's so it's it's it can't all be the same. Not everybody is, is the same and not every right. birth is the same and not every parenting journey is the same. You're not all going to have not, not everybody's going to experience baby blues like I did, you know, after having even your second kid, like there's just it's going to be different. And it's so important to show all those colors, because when you don't show those colors, people feel really alone. Yeah. And um, and I think it's amazing a that you talk about it, b that you did it. And this is something that has empowered you and made you feel good and that you're um, taking care of yourself, which is so awesome mm -hmm. that you are doing something for you uh, that makes you feel more like yourself, you know? I just love so it. So great. So amazing. Oh, you've been so fab. I need to yeah. meet you. We need to like have true crime <laughs> binges one day oh, together. Add me, yeah. Get my phone number from Sarah. I'm going Sorry, I'm, to. Like, That's away right. from I'll, I'll put us on a group text and then I'll earmuffs anything that I can't watch. <laughs> okay. I know, I love it. Um, oh my God. I love you so much thank you so much for thank doing this you, eric was Thanks so excited i was having you on because I'll he just hi. adores you and um you're amazing and you guys can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts please um follow subscribe rate review all the things we so appreciate it it um does so much for our podcast when you do that we love you daisies thank bye. you bye bye